This is a department that when I received it was very much broken. I mean, there is no mistake about that. You've heard that in numerous reports. And it didn't happen overnight, and it won't be resolved overnight, irregardless of who you put it under. Welcome to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Now please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Really? Internet Airwaves? It's, it's okay, you can just do it. It's just, just say Internet Airwaves, it sounds really cool. Alright, sorry, I'm just... Internet Airwaves. Okay then, please welcome to the Internet Airwaves, your host, Mark Scalia. And your... Back <laughs> at Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. I touched nothing this week. I am having so many problems. It is goddamn ridiculous. I'm broadcasting live, and of course, I'm having problems this week, too. Last week, I was supposed to broadcast live from uh, Whippersnappers up in New Hampshire. Their internet was very spotty, and I didn't get to do it. And now, I just come on, and all of a sudden, boom. Fucking boom, just just sound just shuts right. Well, I don't know what the fuck is going on with my life. But ladies and gentlemen, it's so good to have uh, have you back here at Radio Regardless. We were back live this week, and we're fastly approaching 100 episodes. Uh, it's, well, maybe the end of the year. But uh, So let me thank my uh, online uh, listeners listening through my broadcasting site, Mixler.com. And if you're currently listening through my website, MarkScalia.com, and you want to be part of the uh, the action, all you got to do is click the box, and that will shoot you right over to the Mixler Broadcasting site where you sign in using a Facebook address or an email of some kind, and then you can chat live because uh, it's better to be live than not. So, And if you're listening through uh, iTunes, actually, uh, where you downloaded this as a podcast form uh, because our shows are live and we go out live. But once they're done, they're archived and then sent to the podcasting site. And then hence they go to iTunes where everybody likes and listens to the iTunes thing. So it's been a busy week and uh, I had a really good, a lot of stuff I wanted to talk about last week. But since it's not last week and now it's this week, let's start out right with a happening now monologue. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened to then? That's the When? Just now. Wear it now, now. Go back to then. When? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? Soon. Oh, and it's so good, to, so good to talk about some things that have been happening. Actually, last week is was a lot of happening. I, uh, I was actually doubling up the night that I was supposed to do the show last Wednesday. I did a corporate gig, and it was a lot of fun. Then I went to Whippersnappers, and they let me close the show out. But the past week, actually past uh, week and a half, has been so busy. And I've been very, very lucky to be as busy as I am. And I'm doubling up, and I even tripled up. So it's uh, so I've been so busy with doubling and tripping, tripling up gigs, and it's been very good. So it's been a very busy week, very unusual to be this busy, but I'll take it. I love taking it. And some of you guys know that I uh, perform as uh, Ebenezer Scrooge in December, and I actually talked to the producer of the show because we wanted to get some things out of the way. Uh, the Scrooge talks went well, and we're going to have a lot of fun coming up on Christmas, so. And here's the thing I got hooked in. Netflix. I have, a, I have an account. I've had an account for a while. I dig Netflix. I think it's a really cool thing. And now Netflix is doing their own series. I have not gotten into the Orange is the New Black, but I'm told it's really good. I did watch the Daredevil series, which was completely amazing. I, I liked it much better than I thought it would. And then the other day I'm watching TV, and there was this promo uh, for a Netflix series called Sensates. S-E-N-S-E, and then the number eight on Netflix. And I went, eh, let me see what it is, what it's about. I watched the first episode, and man, was I hooked. It is so goddamn good. 
I'm like burning through it. I got like one episode left and I started like two days ago. And I just want to work for Netflix. I used to think I want to work for like HBO or Showtime or Warner Brothers or Disney. But now I'm like, fuck it. Netflix is fucking badass. I want, I want me some Netflix money. I'm uh, and I'm only I'm bummed out because I only got one more episode. When I'm like, oh shit, I got one more episode. I want to do that. So, so before we uh, we go to our quick game, I want to play something for this for you guys. It's it's the next installment of Week inspiration a pebble in your shoe can drive you mad but you can walk over hundreds with ease put that in your pipe and smoke it So, hey, everybody, hey, what what do you say we play a game we haven't played in a little bit? What do you say we play a little Cover Me? Yes, let's play some Cover Me. Cover Me was, is uh, where I play a song that everybody thinks, like, oh, I love this song, it's great. But then I, you come to find out there's an original floating out there somewhere. And this is actually gonna kind of it's kind of a game we play because sometimes my listeners who are chatting live know who did the original and some don't. So this is actually a way to kind of um, not really a game, but if you get it right, you know everybody knows. Don't move for talk. I got you covered. I got you covered. That's a good one. And if you don't know it, then you get you blew my cover. You blew my cover. <laughs> so let's have some fun. How about this song? Remember this song from 1982? One of my. Uh, one of my one of my favorite songs at that time, and only for the fact that the chick singing was on the beach wearing like this, I don't know, like a t-shirt kind of spaghetti strap, and she was dancing in the suds, and just you know, I'm like a I'm like a 13, 14 year old boy, and I'm like, oh my god, she is she's super hot, and everybody in the band had uh, mohawks. Yes, my brother got it right. It is, of course, I Want Candy by the band Bow Wow Wow. And that song came out in 1982, which is uh, which is really cool. But did you know that there was an original floating around almost 30 years before that? The Strange Loves put it out. I Want Candy by The Strange Loves, 1965. Yeah. Now get your surfboards. Surfboards. <laughs> Annette and Frankie getting ready. But that was the strange loves. In 1965 with I Want Candy. Of course, the other one I like much better because of the hot chick. And uh, I was not... Oh, sorry. Oh, my God. I just yawned in the middle of fucking show. That is completely unprofessional. So uh, let's move on to the next one. How about in the same 80s era? How about this one from 1983? See who's going to get this one first. Wicked World? No. No, not Wicked World. It's Mad World, actually. And actually, the uh, it was this one. This was done in 2001 by Gary Jules. And why would you redo this song? It's I want to fucking kill myself after listening to this. All around me are familiar faces, worn out places. Oh, my God. Worn out faces. I want to fucking shoot myself. Early for the daily 
really? What the fuck? But that's 2000 acts. I played them backwards. Uh, that one should have been played. Uh, I did it wrong again. I said it's A here and it's B there. There we go. That makes more sense. How does this not work? I did it the same thing every time. A and then B. Oh, there we go, because I'm keep doing the wrong thing. The the original, this is Gary Jules in 2001, and then, of course, the original was 1983 by Tears for Fears. See, this is actually not a bad version, but this one, oh, my God. Just fucking like a smoking cigarette next to a gun and a suicide note. What the fuck? <laughs> oh. Oh my god, I can't even do that I'm tired and I'm like, oh my god, where's my Xanax? I want to take some pills And finally uh, Yes, the last one uh, From Signhead O'Connor <laughs> Nothing compares to you Of course you may recognize this And then at the end of the song I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rip up this picture of the Pope Not the new Pope, he's cool it's Pope John the first or the second, whatever it was. That's what I'm gonna do. Rip up a picture of the Pope. Skinhead O'Connor. Yeah, stop it. Not skinhead. She's she's Irish, not skinhead. She's But did you know? Now a lot of people know this that Prince wrote this song. Yeah, Prince wrote it. Everybody knows Prince wrote it. But Prince never performed it. He performed it once live, and it's actually on a B on, on his Prince's greatest hits, where it's on a, the B sides. But did you know the only available copy, the first one ever done, was by The Family, which was a Prince-produced group. It involved uh, two members of the Revolution, actually three members of the Revolution, and one of uh, it's Moore's Day in the Time. I go out every night and sleep all day Since you took your love away oh, yeah. I can put my arms around every girl I see One of my fondest memories of this is uh, I forget who I was dating at the time 85. Oh, I must have been dating uh, Tammy. Yes, I was. Because uh, I, I had the cassette. Matter of fact, I still have the cassette because it's so hard to find. Um, and I was driving around <laughs> in my 76 Cutlass, bawling my eyes out, <laughs> listening to the song. I'm like, oh my God. I'm, I'm, fucking, I'm like, what, 17 years old? I was, yeah, no, no, this wasn't on a mixtape. This was an actual. I was just playing it over and over and over again. And I pull over. This is the, one of the saddest parts. Here we go. Here we go. Real sad. Yeah, you can dig that. There you go. And that was uh, Nothing Compares to You. Uh, the original was by The Family, and you can't even find it on YouTube. It's it's literally impossible. Like, you, you think the internet has everything? Not this. Try to find it. Try to fucking find it. It's impossible. I only have it because I, I have this cassette. I have the cassette, and then eventually I bought the CD, which you can't find a fucking CD. Nowhere. Nowhere. Um, what game are we playing? Sax or Cover Me? <laughs> Actually, that may be one of the um, Sounds Like Sax. We haven't played Sounds Like Sax in a little bit. Maybe we'll play that next week. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But you know something? We're running a tad bit late because uh, I got a very, 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 very funny comedian coming up uh, who's going to join us uh, via Skype. Alan Richardson, very funny comic. Uh, excuse me, out of the Boston area. Uh, and when we come back, you'll get to hear from him. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Radio Irregardless. We'll be right back.
got a surprise for you. I guess I'm probably not the surprise you expected. They're back. So what do you want to do? And police still targeting them. Tonight, Dateline's hidden cameras are in an undercover house complete with a hot tub. So did you bring your uh, swim trunks? You say that you're a pretty normal, horny old man. We talk about oral sex. There's the internet addict who comes clean. I'm too old for this shit. And the marine sniper who comes armed. What's in store for these men? Chris Hansen with a new To Catch a Predator. Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Come on, I know you can hear me. Mike, 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 Mike. You know what today is? It's hump day. Woohoo! How happy are people listening to Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia? Happier than a person with a hump on their back. Listen live every Wednesday to Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia. Hump day! To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. And you're back at Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And joining me via Skype, the aforementioned, very funny, Alan Richardson. Alan. Oh, there he is. Yes. Live it up. I love you. There's. Oh, come on. Now, calm down. I'd say they're in studio guests, but technically they're in the computer and then they don't exist, right? So, Alan, how are you, my friend? I am feline fine, Mark. How you doing? Good feline. <laughs> See, you don't own a cat, do you? Oh, of course I do. Come on now. Okay, I hope so because that's weird. Or it's you ever a... see me come show up to a comedy club with a girl? With no, you didn't. No, own a cat. <laughs> it's and speaking of that, we actually I met you. I'm trying to think when we actually met, but it was probably may. It's only been a few months, maybe three, four months, if that. Yep. Uh, met you at Oscar's Pinata, and then again, uh, or it's Oscar's Pinatas. So I can't figure if Oscar Oscar owns Pinatas or Oscar Pinatas owns the restaurant. I don't even know. Well, like- I actually found out what it was. Um, <laughs> the guy that started it actually was a pinata shop, but then he ran out of pinatas and figured I'll just start cooking some food. No. <laughs> yeah, he ad- he adapted. No, he did. No, absolutely not. But. It's- in my head, that's what Oscar's Pinatas that, is. That, that actually sounds like that's like the uh, cognitions were a race of people that didn't want to be found. Yeah. <laughs> so when they say you're incognito, it means you're actually pretending to be a cognition. And you know, if huh. you're if you're really fucking high, people go, "Man, that makes sense." <laughs> so <laughs> you could say, "Yeah, Oscar he used to he used to be a pinata shop," and now they said, "How oh, how fucking cool with that if a pinata stop a shop just." Went out of business and started selling Mexican food. <laughs> I love weird stuff like that. Like I, uh, I was in Portland, Oregon, and I did comedy. And what's the most Portland, Oregon esque shop you can think of? Where it was a small theater underneath a bike repair shop and a craft beer brewery. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know which one came first. If like one business model wasn't quite working, so they had to add another zing to it. Or yeah, I've I've been to Portland. Not my favorite place in the world. Not Portland, Oregon. Not my favorite place. I've always enjoyed it. Yeah. To me, it's the Cambridge of the West. <clears throat> I thought Seattle was... See, it's... I just... They have... Uh, when I was there, this is um, like 20 years ago. When I was there, they had a huge smoking ban. Like, they wanted to have everybody in, stop smoking. So the tax on really? cigarettes and cigars, which I was smoking at the time, was... And I'm not joking. 46% tax. Holy crap. Yeah. Like, that's how bad they wanted you to stop smoking. They like gut your wallet, <laughs> which was ridiculous. <laughs> so, but his seg- fucking segues beyond segues. Uh, so, but we met like three months ago at Austin Spinatas. Uh, yeah, there and once that up at Panucci's too with Jay. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Panucci was it? Oh, yeah, it was. It that, was the uh, um, 
the con the March Madness thing. The right? March Madness, yeah, that March contest, that knife fight, which is Panucci's. <laughs> oh yeah, that is an interesting room. You know what's funny? Jay goes, "Hey, this room used to be really good," and I'm like, "When? <laughs> when was it?" I mean, I, I had fun when I was there, and the people, you know, people really when they come in, they want to see comedy, which is good. But that place is that place is a knife fight. Like it's just. There was- there's one day I, I got off stage from there and a woman just walks right up to me and goes, Hey, I saw you try the best you could up there. <laughs> you, you're just not funny. <laughs> and I was like, okay, thank you. She was like, you know, you, you're up there, you're trying. I listen to a lot of comedy and you know, they got it. You know, you just, you just don't have, you're not very funny. That's okay though. You're trying, keep trying. And I was like, okay, thank you very much. <laughs> I wish it was like that. It's it's not even it's not even crickets. It's like out and out heckling. No, it's just a slamming door up up like on the top floor on the bottom level there. And you boom, boom, we hear that. But we yeah. met and I was like, Oh my god, you've Alan's and we we, we kind of met a, a couple different times. Uh we were introduced like two or three times and it was just uh really funny. You got a lot of funny stuff. And uh you were working real hard. How long have you been doing it, Alan? Uh, I started, I started kind of in March of 2014 and then I started like really going at it that June. Not, oh, so fucking young. Yeah. Wow. I used to, uh, you know what? It's funny. I was actually just talking about this earlier. Um, I used to be in school for accounting <laughs> and uh, I worked at a television station. I had like my own desk and office and everything. And then I did one comedy show, then went out to Portland, Oregon to visit my brother. I did a couple of comedy shows out there. Came back and I was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm fucking quitting my job. <laughs> Quit my job. Went back to the record store and I was like, I'm doing comedy every night from now on. That's funny. You know, it's weird. I actually, I, I took some college courses to actually become an accountant. Really? Yeah. Because I love numbers. I, I like. Yeah, it's fun. You gotta. I, I think comics are terrible fucking, terrible, terrible spenders. They just are terrible with money. You know, I, I do definitely fit into that category. Yeah, you're an accountant, <laughs> though. You you can't. You, you're not supposed to now. Yeah. Well, then, like, I um I used to play drums a lot in high school. I was in a band, like, in 2010, 2011, and uh, I stopped playing drums for years. And I recently joined back up with one. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's weird because, you know, we at practice, and the girls I play with, they've been playing, like, with so many bands for years. And they're like, oh, you know, that's a classic drummer that you don't know that. And I was like, Jesus. <laughs> like for some somehow my traits have fit into like whatever comedians are crappy at, whatever drummers are crappy at, and I managed to be crappy at the two things I'm crappy at. <laughs> but those are the two things I choose, you know. No, but I, even at Oscar's Pinatas, you uh, you really do well. You're funny. You got a lot of funny stuff, and you're banging away oh. at it. And uh, for that, for, as far as that goes, if you want to follow him, because Alan loves to be followed, you can follow. Yeah, yeah. Now you have to explain this. This is ten gallon Allen G A L L A N A L A N ten gallon not gallon as in gallon of water gallon that's it's like G two like my name's spelled wrong in the gallon I'll tell you I'm just gonna sum it up in one quick sentence and a little piece of advice for you don't ever make a Twitter account when you're stoned <laughs> I was like gallon. Because I uh, my my Instagram is ten gallon Allen. Um, what it is is my my uncle is an artist, and uh, when I was uh, ten, he drew me as a garbage pail kid as ten gallon Allen, <laughs> and uh, it was just like a little fat cowboy with a ten gallon hat. And then when I turned twenty one, he drew it for me again, but this time he was a fat cowboy uh, puking off the back of a horse, and the horse is puking in the opposite direction. <laughs> So I've always kind of taken a 10-gallon Allen, but 10-gallon Allen was taken for some weird reason. So I was like, I'll just switch it to an A. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have those pictures up anywhere? Uh, no, I have. Um, I think the original one's up on Facebook somewhere. Oh, my God. And uh, on Facebook, are you also 10-gallon Allen? Uh, just- no, just Allen Richardson. A-L-A-N. Yeah, it's, it's one L. Yes. It's one L, but in the gallon, yeah. there's two L's. <laughs> Listen, I, I never claimed to be the brightest boy. Wow. It's just fucking funny. <laughs> to quote Rocky, you know, I, I got what they call a relaxed brain, chief. I got a, 
Hey, just read it off the dummy cards. What'd you say? I mean, the cue cards. I mean, the key. You know, I think you make fun of me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it fills my heart with such joy. You know exactly the scene I was quoting. <laughs> oh, wait. Garen says, uh, every time you say his name, his say his name, Mark, I hear Alan Rickman. Hello, this is Alan Richardson. You know, it's like Hello. Alan. Alan Rickman. You can also write me and treat me like Alan Rickman. Perhaps, Alan, you know, give Alan, me some money. Yeah. Oh, Alan Rickman. Hey, who doesn't love Alan Rickman? Right. <laughs> Gryffindor. They don't like Alan Rickman. Sp- was it Snape? Is that his name? Yeah, Prefer- Snape. I think I've seen two Harry Potter movies and couldn't make it all the way through. I'm you wait- know, I'm waiting until Hermione decided- hits 18 and then I can start watching the movies again, I guess. So- <laughs> yeah, just watch the last two. Right. Actually, I wrote a joke a long time ago. It's like so fucking wrong. I don't even know how to. It's just a single two word thing. It's called Hermione's Curse. And that's all I got. That's the whole fucking joke. I'm like, I don't know how I can work it into something, but it's Hermione's Curse. And I'm just leaving it there's a piece of gold floating around somewhere. It's it, and that's what I'm gonna do. Well, that's why I came into Pinatas on Sunday, and I had my whole list. And I, you know, I mean, most of the time I close, I can't work new jokes out. That I gotta go to open mics like everybody else, and do yeah. do some of the new stuff. And some of the jokes I did was fun. Did you hear the joke? I said, I said when I was dating a girl, I would drive with my wrist on the steering wheel. And I had a girl yeah. yell at me one time, and I said, put your hands at 10 or 2. I go, shut up and put your legs at 10 or 2. Yeah. <laughs> that's, when I, that's when I was young no, That was a good crazy. one. Yeah, that, that was a good show, man. That was fun. Those, both those shows I've been down on Oscars Mignotta has been great. Oh, it's a great room, man. It's it's. I mean, it's it's nothing spectacular, but it's a good room to kind of kind of do stuff and and uh you know try out some new try out the new stuff work some things uh when a joke doesn't hit you know it when it does you know it which is great so only uh only about what like uh, almost a full year no a a year and two months i did the math wrong yep so a year and two months where else do you uh perform and not just uh do you do any weekend work or just uh still in the showcase open mic circuit just got a showcase and open mics right now. Really, I kind of uh, I just go to any single night I'm free. I go to the open mics and then I play in a band as well. So uh, I end up doing a lot of shows where I'll open for different bands, oh. and uh, that's always been pretty fun. There's one show we did at the Chit Chat where I uh, at the Chit Chat in Haverhill. Uh, we my band, well, the band I'm in opened, and then I did comedy while the two bands switched. And then uh, Chris Gagney, who was at Oscars Pinatas, really, really funny guy. Mm-hmm. His band played right after that. And it was just like the perfect night for me. We both got to do some comedy and some music there. It's like comics doing comics and bands and all this. I think you're like the third comic I've met who is like in a band too. Yeah. I'm like, you, well, you can't know double dip. Pick one. <laughs> oh man, I got a double dip. I get too bored. I get like, I mean, not bored like with comedy. I just need like, if I don't have something to worry about in three minutes at every single moment, then I'm going to freak out. <laughs> I always need to be running to the next thing. Like today I worked, uh, worked like nine hours in the morning and then I had a meeting, uh, with the, the girls in my band cause we're kind of planning like a West coast tour. Mm-hmm. So went from that and came back home and, um, here we are. And what do you do during the day? I, I work at a bull moose. It's a record store in Salem. Oh, wait, you're bull moose in Salem, New Hampshire. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna say, oh, because I thought you were in Salem, because I'm in Salem, but I'm in Salem, Mass. But I know oh, a bull. Yeah. I, bull Moose has got another one in uh, Portsmouth, don't they? Yep. I used to be the assistant manager up in Portsmouth. Now I'm the uh, the manager in Salem. So I run a record store by day, and a uh, I'm a comedian by night. So which is exactly how Bruce Wayne started. There you go. All I gotta <laughs> do is get rich and uh, lose some weight, and I can be Batman. Well, if it, it, it if the if Bruce if Bruce Wayne didn't start like that. Certainly, the Joker did. I know. I know one of them. Somebody did something wrong, and that's what happened. (laughs) You know what? They're both famous, so I'll take it. There you go. And you know, if you kill somebody, then yeah, you know, then people, you know, people don't know a lot of comics. You know, OJ killed somebody, and now look how big he got. I mean, he was big before, but geez, yeah, I guess murder some people. And speaking of murdering people, you actually murder people uh, with laughter because you are very funny. And, and the sets oh, that I've seen, you do great. And you're always writing new stuff. And there's a couple. And we got you coming up in one of the breaks. We're going to play some of that. Um, but why don't we do this, Alan? Let's take a, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to see how savvy you are in the realm of movie 
trivia. What do you say we do that? Oof, let's do it. I know. Well, a lot of the guests don't do that well. but we'll I'm going to sit here and pump some weights and uh, get ready for it. Well, you said you wanted something to do every three minutes, so get ready. So. No, I'm ready. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back. You're listening to Radio Irregardless. The Arabic weather report is brought to you by V8. Make sure you pick up enough V8 for Ramadan. You don't want to say, oh, I could have jihad a V8. I hope you are enjoying this Arab spring. Temperatures will remain cool tonight and there will be no ISIS on the road <laughs> because it's too warm. But really, be careful. It's pretty dangerous out there. Tomorrow is Throwback Thursday where we all wish we were back in Palestine. This has been the Arabic Weather Report. I've had many shows, many guests, many listeners. Who am I? I'm, I'm kind of a physician, but not really. I'm getting my bachelor's, but I am radio irregardless. And you're back at Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And still on the Skype line, Mr. Alan Rich, Alan Richardson. And I know it's because it's, it's Alan Rickman, but it's no, it's Alan Richardson. Alan Rickman's not funny, but Alan Richardson is very funny. And Alan, um, since you're bit like your working days and you're in the band and you're doing stand-up, you're a busy guy. You got a lot of stuff going on. Um, I know that you work in the work in the record store, so you probably get your head around the music. But how are you with uh, with movies? Do you do you? Yeah, uh, you films? know, I'm I'm afraid to boast, but I have to say, I did spend uh, most of my high school years not dating girls. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I am your man. So you are going to be phenomenal at the game I like to call "Shut Up." And you might even know the band who sings this. You know, sings this. I don't know. That's the Black Eyed Peas. Uh, see, I'm I'm so like useless past like 1985. <laughs> well, we play a game. Shut up. Now, here's the thing, Alan. Uh, you play against my listening audience, uh, and the only people who can actually, if you're listening to my, my website, MarkScalia.com, and you want to jump over and you want to live chat, you can still do this. But there are seven listeners right now. Actually, six listeners on Mixler. And there's more of them than of you, so that's your disadvantage. But your advantage, oh, but your advantage is you and I are speaking almost instantaneously, where the listeners may be experiencing uh, experiencing a audio delay based on their servers. So mm. you have the ability to just hear, listen, and tell me, boom, right there and then. But they have to not only hear and listen, and then they have to type and they have to get it right. So it's going to be really tough for them. So that being said. Alan, are you ready to play Shut Up? I am ready. All right, here we go. Here's your first one. Uh, they're all under 10 seconds. Here's, this one's a little tricky, so I'm going to boost the sound on you. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. It's all your fault. <laughs> That's a tough one. Again. Shut up, shut up, shut up, It's all your fault. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. It's all your fault. Mm. It's tough. So is it Carrie? Uh, no, no. Let's see. I don't know. It's girl's voice, and I'm like, what the hell is a girl yelling at people? Yeah, yeah. She's, uh, in the scene, she's actually got a, a gun to the guy's head. She's going to kill him. That's different. It- <laughs> <laughs> that's not Carrie. Oh, that was my guess. <laughs> yeah, it sucks here in the Matrix. What What Matrix? My brother's like, it's... <gasps> my brother got it right. But oh, he, you ki- bitch. he kinda got it right. Not completely Is it got Terminator it. Right. 2? It's Terminator 2. It's Terminator. Oh, uh, uh, she's got the gun to the, the dude's head in the house. That's it. That's it. And Chris, Damn. I'm gonna have to give it to Chris. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, Did I break your one. concentration? Please. Continue. It's he put the whole thing, Terminator 2 Judgment Day. <laughs> so Alan I've seen that movie so many times, too. You're gonna get this. Shut up! <laughs> That's actually, I love that. That's from the Snickers commercial. And I just fucking, it's like Dad said, an eye for an eye. I don't think I said that, honey. Shut up! And he throws the axe. I fucking, he goes, <laughs> it's one of the funniest commercials. All right, so you're down one, 
This is going to be tough. Now you should get this because this is this is a comedian's movie. Let's just say that it's a comedian's movie. Here we go. But I really had problems when I was a kid. You know, it wasn't until I was eight years old that I figured out my name wasn't Shut Up. <laughs> oh damn. Yeah, I'm sucking eggs on this one. If you can guess the but actor. But I really had problems when I was a kid, you know. It wasn't until I was eight years old that I figured out my name wasn't Shut Up. Any guess? Oh, shit, I got nothing. Nothing. Dude, I am I am the worst with picking up voices and actors. All right. I'll, I'll give you a hint. That was Dustin Hoffman. It was Dustin Hoffman. I'll play it again. But I really had problems when I was a kid, you know. It wasn't until I was eight years old that I figured out my name wasn't Shut Up. Oh, shit. I've why, seen that. Why would Dustin Hoffman be telling a joke? You should know this. As yeah. a comic, you should know this. I know. I feel like the next time I go outside, I'm going to get stabbed after not knowing these. Oh, God. I'm embarrassing myself here. No, Kramer versus Kramer. No, it's Kramer very, versus... Very funny movie. But... It's Kramer versus Predator. No, it's... <laughs> no. But close. It's well, no, I shouldn't say close. Uh, Kramer versus Kramer. Oh, he's fucking. He's uh, when he's Lenny Bruce. He's in the name of the movie would be. Uh, I'm sorry, Lenny, right? It would be Lenny. Yeah. Did I break your concentration? Please continue. There you go. And for everybody else, because you're wrong, so shut up. Shut up. Okay. So that Tootsie, it's a fucking Tootsie. It's Lenny. No, at, he played Lenny. The other day. Yeah, he I played, actually didn't know that movie existed until like a month ago. Oh my god! I've uh, Lenny Bruce. Uh, for for those of you who may or may not realize this, Lenny Bruce is truly the father of stand-up comedy. Because not before that, everybody was like Catskills and and uh, you know the Borscht Belt and New York and all that stuff. And people were doing the same jokes, like like Henny Youngman-type jokes, and people were stealing each other's shit and vaudeville and all that stuff. And Lenny was the first guy to actually personalize his sets. And people couldn't copy the jokes because they didn't make sense to them. And, yeah. and of course, Lenny, of course, not only the innovative style of writing your own jokes for your own act, but also having the ability to swear on stage and say things that were so, I mean, motherfucker got arrested for saying motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, we take it so for granted now that we can say anything we want, but yeah, it, it's, it's only been like 40 years, 40 years. I mean, Lenny Bruce was being arrested in the, in the sixties. I mean, it's crazy. It's like you, they, you couldn't hear uh, Chuck Berry's "My Dingaling" on the radio when it came out. No, you couldn't. Actually, you, you want to hear something? Here we go. I'll, I'll show you this, and I'll this is a quick little segue. No, 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 no. Here we go. Um, let's see. Let's see if you. I should play all these things. Uh, here we go. Here we go. This will, this will blow your mind. Gonna go tell Mary about Uncle John. He says he had the blues, but he has a lot of fun. Oh, baby. Yes, baby. Do you recognize the song? Ooh, baby. Yeah. I'm having, having me some fun, fun tonight. Yeah. Oh, well, long tall Sally has a lot on the ball, and That's nobody it. cares if she's long. Yeah. Tall, now, this is Pat Boone singing Long Tall Sally. Do you know why? No idea. He also sang. Yeah. Now, the reason Pat Boone sang Tutti Frutti and Long Tall Sally and this one. You made me cry. Everybody sing it. You said goodbye. Ain't a shame. Which was. My tears <laughs> fell like rain. Ain't that a shame? Was Fats <laughs> Domino. Do you, wild. Now, what is Ain't That a Shame? Long Tongs, Long Tall Sally, and Tutti Frutti all have in common. They, they were from the 50s, and they were all sang by black singers. So we did a whole album of just black singers? No. Pat Boone would sing black songs on white radio. You, for, huh. you forget oh, there, was, there, was, there was white radio and there was black radio. And all the songs that kids wanted to listen to, they couldn't. That's why Pat Boone put them out. That's insane. Did, isn't that fucking wild? How would you not? And, and nobody would know. 
Nobody would know. Yeah. How about this one? This one. Want to laugh you shit up? Tell me when will you be mine? <laughs> There's like I have an entire Pat Boone album of him playing metal songs. No shit. <laughs> yeah, it's called Pat Boone in a Metal Mood. <laughs> let, me, let me pull up the track listing here. Oh my god! It's <laughs> now you gotta he play. Does, uh, he does Crazy Train, Holy Diver. <laughs> Enter Sandman. He does Panama. No, he doesn't. It's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. Oh my god! You got another thing coming? Oh my god! I got to get that album. I real. I'll just download it from iTunes. That is hysterical. <laughs> There's Love Hurts, The Wind Cries Mary, Stairway to Heaven, Smoke on the Water. Oh, The Wind Cries Mary. I'd love to hear that. That's Jimi Hendrix. Uh, yeah, I mean, you'll change your mind about wanting to hear it <laughs> once you hear it. <laughs> I mean, you listen to it, and you're like, oh, cool, The Wind Cries Mary, and you're like, oh, wait, Pat Boone. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. My brother just goes, get back to the game. The next movie is Snakes on a Plane. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, that, but that was a fun little segue. Okay. All right. Here we go. Alan, we'll, tell, you play, we'll, we'll talk off air later on or during the break. Here's the last one and final one, because my brother wants to get even, uh, because it's so far it's one apiece. Here's the last one. Only two seconds. Really tricky. He had his indicator on he had his indicator on. Shut up! He had his indicator on. Shut up! <laughs> kind of give it away a little bit. He says, "He, it's not snakes on a plane, you shit. <laughs> Everybody types in snakes on a plane. For some well, wait, is it snakes on a plane? It's not snakes on a fucking plane. <laughs> All right, now I'm going to keep that as my guess. Okay, here we go. He had his indicator on. Shut up! See, can you guess their accent? He had his indicator on. Yeah, it's indicator on. Sounds like a live British show. It's almost British. It's one of the British colonies. He had his indicator on. Shut up! He had his indicator on. He had an indicator on, and you hear a car starting up. Oh, that's what that sounded, man. No, it's not Cannonball Run. They just uh, they just released a movie just recently, extending more of the series starring this main character. Oh, fudge. Anyone listening, I apologize. Oh, you don't want to lose to this one. This one's fucking easy when you get it. When you, as soon as you get it. Yeah, when you tell me, I'm just going to cry. No, not crocodile. It's, it? it's not Crocodile Dundee, but the actors talking are Australian. And they're starting a car and said his indicator was on. Oh, is it Mad Max? It is Mad fucking Max! So Damn, sorry to interrupt. <laughs> Proceed. Yes. That took too long. No, it's fine. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tabulate the scores on our break, and during the last break, we're going to get a little snippet of Alan Richardson's act. Guys, you are listening to Radio Irregardless. <laughs> Love food and wine? Get to know Salem, Mass. in a fun and delicious way. Join me on a Salem food tour. Our five-star rated walking tour gives guests the perfect opportunity to enjoy an afternoon with friends or coworkers. Great for locals and visitors, our tours book in advance and can be crafted for your special event. For more information on our tours and to make reservations, please visit us at SalemFoodTours.com. When I am in this section of the galaxy i listen to radio irregardless with mark scalia exterminate 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 to leave a question or comment call the radio irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294 yeah you guys ever play the game donkey kong where Donkey Kong's up top and he's throwing the barrels at you, Mario. I was reading the pamphlet about that game, and I found out that Donkey Kong was Mario's pet. And then Mario wronged him. So Donkey Kong stole his girlfriend, and Mario decided, I'm going to kick your ass. 
that's a weird situation. You know what I mean? Like, I can't imagine if I got my cat so mad at me it stole my girlfriend. And I wouldn't try to fight it. I'd be like, this is really fucked up because you're an animal and we're humans. What on earth did I do? Like, it made me think that maybe Mario is just kind of an asshole. And, like, there's no dialogue or anything to Super Mario Brothers, so you assume you're saving this princess. But did you ever think about maybe Bowser is just Peach's new boyfriend and you're just the drunk Italian plumber ex-boyfriend asshole? <laughs> like, I'll break it down for you real quick and easy. That guy owns eight castles. You're a plumber. I don't think she was fucking kidnapped. You know, like, I feel like that game had dialogue. It'd be Mario going, get the fuck back in the car, Peach! Get back in the car! No, shut up, I don't know you. I'm gonna get my brother up here and we're gonna kick the shit out of you and all your friends. And you're back at Radio Here Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And that was the aforementioned, very funny, Alan Richardson. And I hate it. I got to cut the bit down. But God, there's so much fucking more to it. It's so funny. I only, I have so many parts of that joke. I just do different parts of it every show. (laughs) That just like, that that came to me one morning. and, And like, I was talking to my brother and my friend Ben, we're all on our way to work. And then it just, I started doing it that night and it just was so freaking fits in so well yeah and it's almost like this run-on where you start talking about uh mario world and mario kart and you just keep going and you just when you think it's gonna stop it doesn't and it's not like it's not funny it just keeps getting funnier (laughs) i'm glad you like it that 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 joke's been a been a hit each, each show pretty much Oh, I I totally love it. It's and again, I had to cut it down just because because fucking time, which sucks. But uh, it's so well, funny. If oh, they want to hear it? They got to come see me. That's right. If you want to, and you down. can follow him. He's at he's on Twitter at ten gallon Allen G A L L A N A L A N. It's Allen. You know something like. I'm like bananas, but you know, a man. Right. That's B A N. But if you actually cut it up, it's ten. It's tell. It's ten gal. Anal and <laughs> ten gall anal and ten gall anal and <laughs> so, uh, if you want to sound like a doctor, yeah, ten gal, ten gal anal and because you get gall <laughs> and anal and ten of the patient, doc, get the ten gall anal and <laughs> we're going in through the back. That's <laughs> and, and what I've done is, um, I want to. <laughs> I want to get as far away from that as possible. I'm going to move on. Um, I tabulated the scores, and you actually won with a score of two to one. So you get this. And the audience that was in the movie too. The audience gets this. Ah. No, hold on. My brother just wrote 10 pound anal gland. I've been known to be called that. No. <laughs> That's just not right. And so was I told everybody I wanted to get as far away from that as possible. I'd rather hear Pat Boone sing Metallica at this point. <laughs> He does it like a weird, like jazz version. It's, it's almost like swing music. Have you ever heard uh, uh, the the band Richard? Che- was it Richard Cheese? In Lounge Against the Machine. Yes. Yeah, oh, I love Richard Cheese. Oh my god, I've got uh, my wife actually had his uh, CDs, and when I converted all the uh, the CDs onto iTunes, um, I uh, made copies. So, <laughs> but it's <laughs> I actually saw him when I was eighteen. Really. Yeah, in Boston, it was awesome. I he, he, had, he was selling these awesome shirts. I always wish I had the his logo as a poster. It's just the Statue of Liberty, but instead of a torch, it's holding a martini glass. Oh, wait a minute. Let's see, Richard Cheese, R I C H R. Richard, I spelled Richard wrong. No, I didn't. R I C H. There you go. No, that's Rihanna. Why does fucking Rihanna come up? Rihanna's always coming up. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Smoke two joints. Let's get system up and down. How about this one? 
I gotta say, that guy works a crowd like I've never he seen. Does. What's the what's the uh, there's one that's so good and I heard it. You drive me crazy, <laughs> I just can't sleep. He does a really good one at gin and juice. Oh, I think I got that one. How about this one? Is it... No, it's not that one. <laughs> I'm trying to uh No, it's not that one. Oh, this one. It's a real good version of Coldplay. Uh, yeah. Look at the stars. Look how they shine for you. And it's, everything it's like mariachi. No, the yeah. salt. Is this yeah, salsa? Dun 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 Anytime in the back room, that's always playing. It's so funny. I'm so I'm gonna have to get the Pat Boone thing. Um, but before we let you go, because we we're, we're now I we're having more music conversation than we are comedy, but we're still having fun. <laughs> and if my brother puts one more thing about Conway Bieber one more time, it's hey, like, at least he moved off the ten pound anal. I know that's uh, why would you bring that up again? Anyway, Richard, it's just sitting there in front of me. I can read it. It was just sitting there. <laughs> I was just looking at I have it. To delete my history before just, a girl comes. Yeah, over. I know. Just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna clear, my, I'm gonna clear my browser after this fucking show. I can't take it. <laughs> um, but here's what we're gonna do before I let you go. Um, I want to give you. Uh, I want to ask you the question I ask of all my entertainers uh, who come on the show. Please tell me and my listening guests uh, about your first time, your best time, and your worst time in that order and of course the worst is always the best story because it's always the funniest so uh if you could tell us all about that uh well for the first time i I did comedy i always consider i I have two first times uh the first time was actually december of 2013 Uh, my friend was putting together a show of comedians and he knew i always wanted to try it he's like hey i booked you on the show so you have to do it now no no going back on it (laughs) and uh so i was like okay i wrote this whole set out and on the way down there, I was like, fuck that. This ain't funny. And uh, I just del- got rid of all of it and just like came up with a whole new set kind of like on the way down there. And I got there and it was uh, John Paul Rivera, uh, Ted Pettingale, Matt Kona, Steve Albert, and a couple other guys and me. And I was like, oh, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> but it was it was all like kids I went to high school with kids I knew from like college and stuff. And we were all hanging out in this like rented out art space drinking. And so I did like 10 minutes, 15 minutes and it was, it went really well, but I don't, I can't consider that a stand-up show for me. You know what I mean? That was like the crossover period of me getting drunk and talking to my friends to doing comedy. Well, it still counts. It still counts. It still, it still counts. The first time I considered mm-hmm. like really doing comedy was, okay. uh, it was March 7th. I went to Sally O'Brien's Sally. and uh, I had, didn't tell anyone. I left work early, went home, got my roommate. And I was like, hey, man, will you come to Somerville with me? He's like, why? I was like, I'm going to try comedy. <laughs> and uh, I went up, did that, did two minutes of the open mic. I opened with what's still my favorite joke of all time. Um, if we got two minutes, can I tell you what real quick? Yeah. It's the dumbest shit. I stopped doing it on stage. But um, uh, why did the airplane crash? <laughs> it's uh, because the pilot was a tomato. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> that was the reaction to God. Then I'd follow with, uh, you know, what do the tapeworms say when it attached to the pig? Yeah. Uh, well, I've never saw such a thing. <laughs> and then uh, I would go, I did on, went on and did like two minutes of, you know, a story about being fat. And then I closed the show with a good one more joke. Uh, why did the sitcom fail? Why? Because the pilot was a tomato. <laughs> Dumbest joke ever. <laughs> but those are so dumb, they're funny. Like, oh, it's you know so what it good. is? It's a callback. That's why it's funny. Yeah, it's it, like half the people I tell that to are just staring at me like, that's not even close to being funny. <laughs> and then other ones are like, that's genius. No, it is funny. Um, that is funny. But so that was the first time there. I didn't do that bad. I remember being like, I didn't do that good. Uh, but I felt all right about it because I knew it was my first time. Um, but uh, my best time I ever did it was definitely um, in my uh, room. We had in Methuen going for a while, the comedy basement. Okay. We, uh, it would, we did a show on my birthday on March 14th. 
And it marked the one year I'd started doing comedy, just about, and the one year I left the TV station I used to work at. So everyone that I used to work with came down. And, uh, and so we packed the house. The fire capacity is like 75. And we, we sold 97 tickets to the show. <laughs> and uh, a bunch of customers from Bull Moose, because I've been there for like six years now. So a bunch of customers from Bull Moose came down. People from the TV station, people that work with me came down. And uh, I did a thing that I've always wanted to do. And I came out in a suit and tie that I had cut out the back and kind of stitched it back together a little bit. And then did my jokes about my wife and then ripped off my shirt and was like, I don't have a wife. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've always wanted to wear a tearaway suit. Oh, you did tearaway. Do- yeah. That's yeah. Funny. But uh, it was like, it was, I did 20 minutes in front of like a hundred people and it was just uh, the greatest night. And there's definitely other nights that rival that one, but that was like a, you know, it was a birthday show. So it was perfect. I was nice. drinking for free. Um, <laughs> but then the worst show I ever did. The worst show. There's, I, there's two kind of worst shows. Uh, the first one was actually the second time I ever did comedy. And <laughs> so, it was, uh, so soon <laughs> it was, it was ridiculous. Sally O'Brien's the first time I did it. That was on a Monday night. Uh, Ryan, Ryan, um, Donovan was there and he saw me and he was like, Hey man, like how long have you been doing this? Like, Oh, this is my first time. And he says, well, you know, just keep trying that. He had some good stuff. Uh, I have a room down the street on Thursday night. Do you want to come down to it? Mm-hmm. And I was like, sure. So, uh, I went to work Thursday, got out early, and went down to his room at um, some uh, Mexican restaurant in Somerville. And I went down there. There's literally nobody there except <laughs> three comedians. And all those comedians were at the show Monday. <laughs> and uh, I, had, didn't, I had only the material I had three days ago. You know, that took me fucking months to write. Yeah. And uh, I remember showing up and Ryan was like, do you want to go up, man? And I was like, absolutely. Like, I, in my head, I was like, I'm never going to, I don't want to say no to anything of this. So I was like, absolutely, I'll go up. And I remember very clearly, I went to the bathroom. I took a piss, looked in the mirror and said, Alan, this is going to be the worst show you ever have. <laughs> You're brand new at this. You've never had a shitty show. There's nobody here except for everybody that just heard these jokes not too long ago. Oh my God. That's funny. No matter how bad this show goes, just remember that. And <laughs> I went up there, I did five minutes and no one laughed. And, and I don't blame them because they just, you heard that joke and they're not that funny because they're the first jokes I ever wrote. Um, the only show that really rivals that for the worst one uh, was my first ever ticket show. And I was all pumped up. It was a Friday night. It was like $15 tickets. And I was like, this is going to be a real big show for me. And I was all pumped up. Um, and the day before that show, my car had died. Like the transmission blew. The car was gone. Um, but I was like, you know what, though? I have this show coming up. So I was all pumped up for it. Went to the show. There's eight people in the crowd. Um, the youngest person by far had to be 68. <laughs> And I went up there and I used to tell this joke because uh, I do jokes like, you know, hey, ladies, I'm single. And uh, the joke I had was, uh, ladies, I'm single. So if you want a guy that looks like Orson Welles after he was cool, I'm, I'm your guy. Because I had like a you know, <laughs> slick back hair and I had a beard at the time. And every time I told that joke at a show, it never hit. Because people that usually go to mics don't know what Orson, Orson Welles looked like <laughs> after he was like blackballed <laughs> as a communist. I usually don't even know that happened. So that joke never hits. I told that joke that night and it killed. (laughs) And I remember in my head thinking like, oh shit, this isn't going to go well, is it? (laughs) And uh, the next seven minutes were just silence. (laughs) But eh, a show is a show, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's Orson Welles. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I did. I had the beard, I had the glare, I had a, you know, I'd slick back hair. Oh, it's you don't know. It's funny. Even Sunday, you talk about references and stuff like that. How many? I mean, I was doing jokes that I had written down like 15, almost 18, 20 years ago. And I was like, (laughs) let me just see what I can do. That's why I was doing jokes about AOL because I was talking about it with my buddy. And I went, oh, I got some jokes about online dating, like really online, online dating when online was (laughs) online. Um, so it's just funny when you do a reference and then it's like, oh, I, why is this so unusual that nobody gets it? 
See, I've always been an awful barometer on on uh, what's <laughs> in. You know, I grew up listening to exclusively. I swear to God, uh, "Welcome to My Nightmare" by Alice Cooper. Yeah. Back in Black by ACDC. That those two albums, um, Paranoid by Black Sabbath yeah. and Weird Al's entire discography. Yeah, <laughs> that was it. It wasn't all my parents wanted me to hear. It was just the only things I was interested in. <laughs> and that was it for like a solid 12 years. Nice. And now all I do is listen to jazz and like Frank Zappa and classical music and weird 60s rock. So <laughs> I'm just not cool is the problem. Well, you, I mean, you're cool enough. You're cool enough. You got a, you got a cool Twitter handle. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's indie, you know? Yeah. And speaking of following them on Twitter and all that stuff, I, Alan, what do you got coming up over the next uh, couple of weeks? Any, any things you want to promote? Any big shows or anything like that? You got anything uh, huge see, coming up? I'm pretty sure I'm actually pretty, pretty free. Uh, if you guys <laughs> want to hang out, we just, <laughs> we just, I was playing, a, well, okay. the thing is I it was playing four weekend shows in my band and then they all, uh, they had to cancel some of them. I've got absolutely nothing. coming. <laughs> Dude, I hate to admit it. I think my next show is like August 3rd. Really? <laughs> I do. I'm, I'll be on WCAP every Thursday night, pretty much. Um, oh shit. Dude, I'm an idiot. I'm starting up a new room in Lowell, July 9th. There you uh, go. July 9th, Gemstones. It's uh, going to be a $5 cover, be a showcase of comedy. going to be uh, real cheap drinks. going to be a fun new room going up. It's a real swanky bar. It's got couches and VIP booths and stuff. Oh, it's going to be good. I'm hosting it. It's going to have uh, Chris Gagne on it, Lou Martinez. Uh, who the heck else? Craig Oconey. I'm quiet because I don't know anybody. <laughs> oh, for sure. I, I think I know, I know Chris. And I think yeah, I know Louie. Chris was at the show um, Sunday. He has the uh, Fifty Shades of Grey Joe. Yes. He looks like Galifianakis. Dude, the best. Uh, Louie has a, the room in Manchester, Drink. We went from Louie's room and Drink. We're going back to Craig's house. And we stopped at a Cumberland Farms. And the woman there was like, that guy looks really familiar. Do I know him? And Craig, <laughs> without missing a beat, just turns, turns her and goes, you know who that is? Did you ever see The Hangover? And she just goes, oh. No, and he was like, "Yeah, we're all comedians. Uh, we just went to a show, and we're uh, bringing them back uh, you know, to a show down the street. So uh, we're just kind of grabbing some snacks, and it's in his rider, kind of driving around. And Chris is just Chris is some real good fucking comedic timing. And uh, he's like, he's like, you know, we're, we're grabbing some snacks, and we just look over at him, and he goes, "I want a diet cherry shasta." And it's just like. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? And he just kept a completely straight face. And uh, Craig's like, don't look at him. He doesn't like, you know, he like doesn't like the don't, attention. Don't look at him jerkily in the eyes. <laughs> yeah. And she like starts taking out her phone to try to take a picture. And he's like, yeah. Yo, don't let him see you're doing that. It's and like, she just bought it. It's like Tony Stark. He doesn't, he doesn't like when you hand him things. Don't hand him anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I go there a lot because it's the one down the street from where I work. And the next day she was like, you were Zach Galifianakis, huh? Sure was. Alan, we've, uh, what get oh, Chris Johnson and that Electric Party Convention too. Oh, One what? Last thing. It's the band I play drums for, Chris Johnson and the Electric Party Convention. Chris Johnson and the Electric Carissa. Party. Oh, Clarissa. Carissa. Carissa. Carissa Johnson and the Electric Party Convention. And do they have a website? Or are they just through Facebook? I go to Facebook, do Chris Johnson, and Twitter, it's Chris Johnson Music. What do you play in it? I play drums. You play the drums. There you go. Yeah, I'm a drummer. Yeah. That's one of my hearing shit. I've been playing drums in a basement for seven years. <laughs> and, uh, no, it's fun. We just played like a dyke march. I played shirtless and in short shorts because why the hell not? <laughs> it's fun stuff. Just, just picture you in short shorts. I don't want any of that. So, Oh, dude, the worst is uh, I saw pictures of me on stage. And because the shorts <laughs> were so short and I was topless, uh, the kick drum and snare covered up what clothes I was wearing. And I just looked completely naked. <laughs> And uh, I don't have ever seen a fat guy with a shirt off get slapped, but uh, it's worse when they're playing drums. It's like a, uh, just a waterbed. <laughs> uh, uh, we got to because you wrap the show. But hey, man, it's uh, again, it's been fantastic having you on. I hope to see yeah, you around the me. playground. So, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Alan Richardson. Say goodnight, Alan. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Uh, Thank you, Mark. Thank all right. you, all the listeners. I love you all. Take care, Alan. See you, man. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Alan Richardson. Very funny. Uh, just so good night, Alan. Good night, Alan. There we go. Uh, so you can actually go follow him on Twitter. Yeah, go follow him on Twitter uh, and go see him. He's very funny. He's working in the in band, too. I didn't know he was in a band.
So I got uh, some things coming up, so I want to tell you that before we go. Uh, tomorrow night, Thursday night, I'll be doing some background work, doing the overnight of background work. Can't even tell you the movie it's going to be on because it's a super secret double piece of probation. Uh, Friday night, for those people up in Maine, at Elliott, Maine, I'll be at the Regatta Room uh, telling some jokes up there. And as of this Saturday night, uh, I am actually off. No work. I'm going to have a nice, quiet Saturday Unless, of course, they try to book me and I'll be like, yep, let's do that. So that's what we got going on. So, uh, as always, uh, thank you for listening through uh, Mixler.com, through my website, MarkScalia.com, and, uh, of course, through iTunes, uh, where you can just subscribe to the uh, the Archive Shows podcast. And if you want to be a sponsor or a guest, you can email me at RadioIrregardless at gmail.com. Call the hotline, 978-219-9294. You can do promos and say hi, goof on the show, whatever you want. Next week, Drew Dunn, the comedian. We'll see you next week. This has been Radio Irregardless, hosted by Mark Scalia, your non-standard blend of irrespective listening and regardless enjoy. Radio Irregardless was written, directed, and produced by Mark Scalia and broadcast live from Salem, Massachusetts via Mixler.com. I'd like to thank my on-air guests, courtesy of Skype, and all the online listeners for their comments. The Radio Irregardless theme music, If Only I Had a Pen, was written and composed by Derek Dupuy. All material and content, property of MS Enterprises, and copyrighted 2015. Thank you for listening. And finally, anyone who uses the terms irregardless, a whole nother, or all of the sudden shall be sent to a work camp.